This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting, the actual exciting happenings this season of Ipswich Town Football Club, I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuned into the midweek show available every week on video and audio for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday, your Thursday a Blue Thursday, whenever you're listening, it's a Blue Day. Um, And he's bowed his head already to show us something on his head. Back once again, it's the Renegade Statman. Tell us about what you're wearing for people who are, who are listening to it rather than watching. I'm wearing a Denver Broncos hat, but Joe just before said it looks a bit like a Philadelphia Eagles one because of, because of the colour. It's a St. Patrick's Day cap, so I was just saying that is a Broncos cap. Never wear an Eagles cap. How are you, Rich? I'm good, mate. Yeah, how are you? Let me let me introduce the other the other member of the uh, the pod team making his hat trick ball appearance, three consecutive show appearances for ICFC Academy expert, football manager, scout, Joe Fares. Joe, how's it going? Yeah, really good, thanks. Yeah, Enjoyed okay. the sort of last few hours of sunshine of the summer. That's it. It's gone. Game over. No more. Job done. Raining yeah. now. That's 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 uh that's the new normal, and it'll get cold too soon as well, but. We need to be happy. The, the, the warmth of winter is much better when we're top of the league and we're all happy. We haven't got a game to talk about this week, so we've got all kinds is, of news. Is this Ipswich or Coventry this week, Rich? Um, this is, well, either, Joe, either. <laughs> Not mutually exclusive for me, which is good. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about, we've got some new stuff to talk about. We'll talk about Tranmere. Um, and we've got loads of questions as well um, in, and some exclusives. I'm, I'm, we've done a bit of a preamble. There's some exclusive news we're going to break um, it's going to be exciting, guys. So um, I've got to play stats right. I mean, what more do you want? This is this is epic stuff. Um, let's do some plugs. I, the first thing I want to do is actually congratulate Cole Yu on an epic penalty shootout win over Spurs in the um, League Cup last night. Or 
on Tuesday night, wasn't it? And my brother-in-law is a Colu fan, and he has a he, he took a mate to the game who videoed his reaction to the penalty shootout, and there's a video of him celebrating the winner, which I stuck the Titanic music on the top of for him as a kind of a the nerdy video geek that I am. I did that for. So I just wanted to call out Colu. Um, yeah, I could, I could have gone to the game last night, but I, I didn't really click it was the game because this is it. Yeah, one of my, one of, yeah, one of my friends is a Spurs fan. I'd, I'd, he he was supposed to be coming with me to the Spurs under twenty ones in the leasing dot com trophy game, but he was ill. And then I said, well, I'll go when when Spurs play Culture, I'll go with him. And he texted me yesterday saying, oh, it's Spurs Culture tonight, are you coming? And I thought oh, I can't believe you bothered. I'm a bit cold to go and watch their under twenty. I had a bit of a cold, so I was like, oh, I won't go. And then I sort of looked. I was like, oh shit. Spurs first team it's there. The actual proper game. Ericsson and Spurs end. It'd have been a good atmosphere to see how unhappy they'd have been to lose on penalties to Colchester. But I will be there for the leasing.com trophy game in a few weeks instead. The proper match. That's the real yeah. quiz. Um, and also, just want to start, um, before we forget as well, a little plug for Turnstar Blues. Um, they've got a new edition out. I think it's our, it's our good mate Steve Moore who's um, editing this week, um, this month or this whatever it is. Um, I've got the I've got what's on it as well. Um, so Steve's got this is controversial already, um, but not in the usual turnstile blue kind of yeah. way. Um, Lambert introduction to ITFC with um, what's this? Comparing Lambert's introduction to ITFC with George Burley's Lambert and Burley. What do we think about that? That's controversial. Um, something about um, an article from a Berry fan, um, James Bentley, on the failings that led to their um, de- departure out of the league. Um, Steve Skeet um, talks about the Community Trust, which is obviously something we've talked about in the, for- in the past. Again, controversial. An interview with Di Cunningham of Proud Canaries. Um, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I'm, that's not about Norwich, I suspect. That might be a broader issues in the game, I hope. Um, and an interview with BBC commentator Robin Cowan on the Women's World Cup. So the guys are usually in the Greyhound early doors, but you can find them outside the ground. And unlike the programme, usually they don't sell out until just before kickoff rather than at two o'clock. So you should be able to get a copy. Guys, you, you're, you've you read Turnstar Blues. I'm, I'm assuming you're happy to advocate and uh, recommend that on behalf of um, the, I, the pod. I nearly got... I nearly got arrested for Turnstile Blues. Oh, so, of course. Um, Marcus Evans um, came out and, um, yeah, yeah flashing. I, I, get I've off my really, land. I'm, yeah, flashing, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really, um, really like Turnstile Blue, but comparing George Burley and Paul Lambert, you know, that's a bit too soon. I'm, I'm guessing what they're, they're, they're saying is that, you know, they both took over a team that was struggling and, and, and fun, you know, couldn't keep them up in the league that they were in. And then they've, they've you know, like a rebirth. So I might give them that, but it writes itself. We've already figured that one out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about proud canaries. So I don't think there's anything to be proud about there. <laughs> well, uh, let's we'll get the edition and we'll find out. But yeah, always a good read, and I think it's still only a quid. You can't buy yeah, anything for a quid now. So it's um, great to keep paper fanzines going as well because yeah. they are. I, I do love to grab, but even when I go to some away games, I pick up one of their fanzines just to try and give them a bit of support and keep them going because I think they're they're sort of brilliant to see about yeah yeah um, sorry rich is those were the days still only 50p those are the days is um available online that's like. what phil ham used to say i always just, you know go past like the sir Alfred ramsey statue you know it just whenever i go past i see phil going those were the days only 50p it's now officially twtd as well those were the yeah, days that's dropped. yeah uh, there was the one season these are the days i remember that as well um was there any other Ipswich fanzines back in the day? It was like from the horse's mouth is one or something. Dribble, yeah. Bring back paper uh, fanzines. Of, That's what I say. Cobbled. 
That's a was great another name. one. That is brilliant. Well, there you go. Straight, straight from the horse's mouth was was not a fanzine. That was oh, actually okay. a club supporters fanzine, and I know about that uh, newsletter because I I wrote in it. Oh, brilliant! So I, th- I feel want, like we if need you to want buy some back copies. They're on they're on eBay at the moment, going for two ninety nine. Twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to do a Blue Monday fanzine at some point, but maybe that's me or a Panini sticker album. We were talking about stickers a few weeks back, weren't yeah. we? Collect the whole set. Who's the shiny? Ben's the shiny, isn't he? Of course he is. Um, well, uh, we're all shiny. I might, go, might go with Dave. Dave's the shiny, isn't he? Yeah. Um, what, one of the um, uh, look at me doing this is hosting in action, guys. One of the items on the blue on the uh, Turnstile Blues uh, is an interview with um, a BBC commentator who did the Women's World Cup. Talking of women's football, oh. let's do the news. This is how we, that's the segue right there. Boom. Um, Ipswich Town women um, uh, on the back of a. 7-0 away win at Stevenage and um, find themselves second in the table behind Billericay who they face um, in a top of the table clash it's like Ipswich versus Coventry in League One um, on Sunday big game this um, they're playing really well There's, they've got something like a plus 17 goal difference five wins one draw no defeats um, it, women's football's kind of taken is had a, a big resurgence after the um, the World Cup. Um, start, this is um, it's obviously good to have both teams doing well, um, but the women's team is starting to get a lot more attention, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, and I'd just like to thank you for ticking off fifteen things that I'd made notes of about what I was, was going <laughs> to say about that. But that's no, fine. Yeah, it, it has it has it has uh, taken off, um, and obviously the, the links with with the club as well and you know you've seen a few photos of like Norwood with you know some of the strikers or whatever from from Ipswich Town women so I think I think that's really good and I think you know social media has helped to um expand you know the 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 grassroots level and um yeah it is it's taken I mean I'm I'm actually thinking of going on 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 Sunday uh just to see what it is so I just want to there's a couple of things I'll I'll plug Sunday in a minute but you talk about the the 7-0 victory over Stevenage and I, I I went and um, found the goals. They're on you. They're on YouTube. And um, a couple of things that that stood out. The the first goal was a was a penalty for um, sorry a penalty for hey, yep. for town. And um, wow, the, the, the horrendous tackle. It was you, you've just got to go on there just to see the you know for for being a poleaxed uh, striker. That that's certainly what happened. Um, but the the person who stood out for me was a uh, 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 Sophie Peskett, who's who's sixteen. Um, scored a hat trick. Um, you've just got to look at her fourth goal to see, you know, that she really is a, a fantastic talent. Um, so yeah, special mention for her, but also for for Joe She and and um, he was particularly happy on on he's Sunday. The coach, yeah. He's the coach. Yeah, um, I think he had a concern that in the past that they were creating lots of chances and not scoring many goals from them. But I think obviously on on Sunday they created lots of chances and and scored scored seven goals. So he he was he was very happy with that. Um, and as you say, they're now up against Billericay first versus second. Um, it's at the Gold Star Ground in in Felixstowe, and this is this is not a criticism of the Ipswich Town women's, but I, th- I think we need to find them a venue in Ipswich. I think I think that that would be important. Um, but you know uh, that that's nothing to, against the Gold Star Ground. It's a fantastic ground, fantastic facilities, and there's there's probably not many around in Ipswich, and that you know that's something that we need we need to look at. Um, but yeah, the Gold Star Ground on Sunday, the 29th of September, 2 p.m. Free entry for ITFC season ticket holders, or three pounds if you're an adult, or one pound if you're a, a concession. Brilliant. Um, and they've got this song. <laughs> hey Joe, Joe, do you know about this song? I, I don't know the lyrics, so 
I won't be able to sing it, unfortunately. But we know there's a guy that me and Stat play sort of NFL fantasy football with who puts a hell of a lot of time in this on a sort of volunteer basis, really pushing the girls, sort of the women's team and the girls' game. And that I know they've got real high hopes for this season. They've got a really, really young team as well. There's a lot of 16, 17-year-olds in there. And I think the under-21s did really well in the cup last year, beating some top academies like Arsenal and sort of went quite far in the national cup so the future's bright for the for the ladies team and there's a real I'd say there's a real push I think the club are really sort of hoping to get up into sort of the I think the equivalent of sort of the championship over the next sort of sort of four to five years so we're in kind of an eastern league at the moment aren't we that's yeah and they've sort of picked up I think they've picked up the academy and the sort of I don't know the terms but the sort of like the equivalent of the player development centres, the elite development centres have been picked up by the club and sort of taken in-house where previously they were done a sort of Suffolk FA. So yeah. they are they are taking it seriously and it's sort of a be a real boon if the ladies can continue to do well alongside the men's team. Exactly right. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be pleased to know that I've actually got the lyrics for the song and I'm fairly certain that, 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 that Joe will join in because I'm only doing this to annoy all, everybody on those with the days who thinks it's rubbish. On Sundays <laughs> we will follow, we cheer the girls in blue, Sheehan is our gaffer, he's it through and through. I thought my impressions were bad, but actually my tune is out. I'm going to start, no, Where's I'm going to start Natasha is our striker, Amanda is our skip, and we will not stop singing till we've won the championship. Ale, 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 if you didn't there know what the tune was. There we go. That's all we've got time for tonight, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no, that's brilliant. Well, there you go. So, um, 2 o'clock, Gold Star Ground, Felix Doe. If you've got a season ticket, um, you get them for free. Um, they've got a great Twitter account. The guys doing the social media there are doing a really cracking job. All the goals, all the footage uh, is up really swiftly on, um, online as well. So, give them, um, if, you've, if you're not kind of checked in and see how that team is getting on, um, definitely recommend that. And the good thing is, uh, like traditional Ipswich Town, as with the way things should be, our women's team are far superior to Norwich City's team, which you wouldn't think, given all of the money that they're awash with, going now they're in the Premier League, we, we consistently beat Norwich, don't we? So, uh, including earlier this season. So, yeah, go and give the women your support. Um, bringing it back to the men, um, under-23s, match on Monday night. Um, minutes, 90 minutes for Enciala um, and Corey Indaba. More on him in a second. Um, Giorgio... Um, Ilmazuni, Dobra all got um, a full match and Garbert got 60 minutes. Um, but didn't go well for us. As much as the first team are on fire at the moment, the under-23s can't really get going. Um, poor Gerard Nasher. Goal for Jordan Roberts after a minute and then three goals before half-time. Um, Joe, you were able to watch, you watched this one on Facebook, didn't you? You weren't there, um, but you managed to watch the game. Um, anything you want to call out here? Any particular players who, I don't think anyone really stood out, did they? But quite a few people who we probably had high hopes for, it wasn't their night. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a really, well, disappointing is an understatement for the start of the season. We're, at this point last year, we were sort of top of the league. Well, the first team were bottom of the league. And <laughs> it's a total role reversal this year, which I'm sure most people are more happy it's to be this way than the other way. But... Six games, no points this year for this team, and it's it's really not good enough. When you see the the teams we're coming up against, I know Lambert doesn't particularly rate the under twenty threes league, and at the moment it's been used 
effectively just to get players fit for the first team. So it's really disjointed. There's players just being dropped in to play 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Sometimes they just look like they're going through the motions. They're, they're sort of told just to get out there and play, which is obviously of benefit for the first team because that's, that's what they're being asked to do. And you sort of don't want to criticise when it's going so well. But it is, it is frustrating to see how poorly we're doing when... There's some there's some decent players there, but like I say I think the biggest issues just defensively we struggle at the back and we just let in far too many goals. Corey and Darba has looks like his confidence is totally shot at the moment this season, which is a worry when he looked like he was going to be sort of making his debut towards the end of last season. Now he looks a mile off it. Toto Enciala, these games don't suit him. He just gives away too many fouls. I think he quite a few mistakes of late, really. Couple of penalties at Burnley. Yeah. He gave away free kick which led to a goal um, on Monday got booked again and they're, they're not he's the sort of defender that likes to defend he's not a where under 23's football is more about sort of neat football as opposed to a battle so they, they don't suit him at all but I, I'm sure the minutes will be good for him and Lambert isn't probably too worried about his performances but it's disappointing the, the amount of goals we're conceding and the amount of chance we're conceding when we've got players that should be pushing for the first team in the defence. Stat, one of the the players who you were an early advocate for, Barry Cotter, found himself mm. on the bench behind a, a, a rookie right back, I think, on Monday, wasn't it, Joe? Was it... What, who was the, do you remember Connor who the right O'Reilly, back that, I yeah. think that's his first um, start for the under-23s, maybe even first even appearance for them. So it, it would make me think that there's an issue with Barry Cotter in that he's probably played minutes elsewhere or... I, I, I don't think he'd be on the bench behind him for any for any other untoward reason other than he's just probably not at the right fitness level for it. Are you, are you disappointed, Stad, that Costa hasn't either been able to or f- for whatever reason hasn't pushed on as we hoped after that single appearance against Barnsley? Well, you, yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at it, um, Barry Cotter, uh, Corian Darber and um, Aaron Drynan as well, you know, three, three players that, you know, when Mick McCarthy was, was you know, tends to pick players from Ireland you've got kind of your hopes are raised and thinking is he going to pick a bit of a gem here and I think at, at times I certainly thought he, he might have done but uh, uh, you know massively massively um, disappointed with, with Corian Darby like you said Joe you know towards the end of last season that was talking about he was um, he was going to He's going to make his debut um, I got quite excited do you think he's going to do you think he's going to make his first team debut now Joe? Not anytime soon you saw how little yeah. he was used in pre-season when we have, he, he effectively was our fourth centre-back through pre-season yeah. and he barely got minutes. He was behind James Wilson, who we obviously signed, and was it Guffrey, the other trialers? John Guffrey, yeah. the other trialers we had. Miles Kenlock was tried at left-back, at centre-back. Basically, it was anyone but him playing throughout the rest of pre-season. And then, towards the end of pre-season, we had an away under-21s game at Molden and Tiptree, and in Darba and Cotter dropped straight back into that whilst sort of Dobra, El Mazzuni, Bailey Clements all stayed with the first team. And I think at that point, you sort of realise he's a long way f- from it. Is, is it anything to do with attitude at all? Um, I, I, I don't know, so I wouldn't no. like to say. But no. it, it did seem that he was sort of very close to the first team, was told he was going to be making his debut. And yeah. then a few poor performances for the under-23s at the back end of last year. And he started off where he's left off, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I do know that both... Because obviously Barry Cotter went with Aaron Drynan to Sweden Ooh. ahead of a potential loan, loan move. And Drynan went there and Cotter didn't. What the reasons are, I don't know. I also know that Barry Cotter and Corian Darba were 
with Bromley last week in the National League. Whether they ahead of a potential loan move, I don't know whether that is whether that is happening or they've gone there for, for a trial. Now terms can't be agreed, or they don't want them, or, or so I don't I don't know anything about it other than they were there ahead of a potential loan move. Bromley are currently top of the National League, so they are flying in the league and maybe just trying to put a little bit of investment into sort of bulk up their squad. But maybe Here's we'll hear a- more on that. Here's a question for you: Is has any town player gone on loan to the National League, or it's uh, equivalent and um, made the first team? Not that, not that I can. No. Well, actually, Luke, Luke Wolfenden went to Bromley for a bit, and he then subsequently went to right. Swindon following that. Yep. But the other players are sort of yeah, Shane McLaughlin's, mm. Connor McKendry's, Chris Smith, even as far back as Jack Marriott, Adam McDonnell. This um, George Fowler. A lot of these moves have been effectively your first step out of the club, as opposed yeah. to coming back. But like I say, Luke Luke Wolfenden did it, so there there is hope. Yep. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um. Um. Next up, Wickham home game Saturday, the twelfth of October. Um. Paul Lambert. Um. Was into this week and talked about Norwood nursing a bit of an injury and the upcoming international break being an opportunity to give him a rest, which suggests that unlike, um, well, like the Rochdale game, we'll, we'll press ahead with um, seeking to have that postponed. Um, at the moment, only Georgiou has been called up. Um, expectation is that Judge will be called up again by the Republic of Ireland. Dizel maybe Downs this time, and we'll go with. Uh, Dobra's been called up. Dobra's well. been called up as well as he. Um, and Neil Mazzuni might go with Tunisia as well, Joe. Yep. Um, Either they're under 23s or they're full squad. Stat, are you are you supportive of us um, sitting out of the international breaks, or what's your thought no. on the momentum? Because it it kind of we we Doncaster was a little bit of a disappointing performance, will be against a strong team, and then we rallied against MK Dons and um, and Gillingham. But is it about momentum for you, or what's your well, thoughts? There's, there's, yeah, momentum definitely. Um, but for me, I'd like to kind of consider the reasons that we would consider, you know, we would look at it because you know we, we've started talking over the last three, uh, four, five games where we've um, suddenly got a squad, a strong squad. You look at the bench and, uh, you know, I think, you know, you, very difficult to pick who the, who's in the team now because there are, there are changes, three or three or four changes. And I think realistically, um, you know, that, that could be a week where he was thinking, well, I was, I was going to make the change for, for this. And I know that it depends who the opposition is, but it's, it's Wickham Wanderers. Um, and I, I don't Currently need third, to, just to yeah. add that in there. Well, I, I don't even look at the table because, you know, when the cream is at the top, the cream is at the top. <laughs> um, so they're, they're third, but I don't, you know, we're, you know, we're at switch. We're, I don't know. We, we are a, a strong team in, in League One. And I think, you know, with all due respect to the players that, that you listed that have, that have gone, I, I still think that we're far too strong for any team in the league. And, and you're right. It, it stops momentum. We don't do very well after international breaks for, what, for whatever reason. Um, I'd rather have points on the board and instead of some kind of fixture pile-up as you go towards the end of the season. And, yeah. um, it's, you know, we, we moan about Rochdale and, you know, about going there, but obviously, you know, Wickham, you know, if, if that game is, is postponed uh, or rearranged, then, um, you know, fans are going to have to come here on a, on a midweek game. So, no, dead set against it. Um, yep. Uh, Joe, the, the fixture congestion point that that makes there is a really telling one because one thing that we've not really talked about thus far is we've got leasing.com matches. We've also got two rounds of FA Cup that we don't normally play, which I think start in November as well. So is this fixture congestion going to be a problem for us, do you think? Well, I think it could be. Like When, when you look at the Rochdale game, 
the time that that's been rearranged for is the sort of Tuesday after we'd have been playing Berry in the league. So we that doesn't really bring any extra additional congestion. But ultimately, the end of the season is where it is. And we've now got to have one extra game to fit in between now and the end of the season. Chances are we're going to get out of our leasing.com trophy group because I can't imagine Lambert is going to want to lose to Steve Evans at Port Moreau in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, so we're going to get through that. FA Cup, in the first two rounds of the FA Cup, like I think I think lowest off town are two games away from being in the first round of the FA Cup. So, yeah, you could draw Sunderland away and go out in the first round or Portsmouth away. I know, I know neither team are flying in the league, but you could get a hard draw and go out in the first round. But realistically, you're going to be playing a team a lot further down the pyramid than you and you should be able to beat these teams. And we're just going to end up with with a lot of games in potentially we're going to end up in a period where we're going to have sort of five or six midweek games in a row and it's just it just seems totally unnecessary where when you look back at the Rochdale game that was postponed we could have just brought in Guion Edwards or Jordan Roberts for Alan Judge and that would have been the only change we'd have needed to make it's not like if you and Alan Judge is somebody who hasn't really been in the best of form all season if you were losing James Norwood Flynn Downs yeah Obviously not an international, but Luke Chambers, and and you're losing the whole spine of your team. I could understand it, but at the moment we're just not really losing anything that really matters, and it just seems, I know it, it just seems a short-sighted decision that might come back to bite us later in the season. A rest for Norwood, though. That that's what Lambert, I guess, would say is the positive there. Any any thoughts on whether that changes anything for you? Either of you? If if he needs a rest, then he needs a rest, but. You just you just need to give him that rest. We've got we've got other strikers that can play, and, and like we did on Saturday. He only came off the last ten twelve minutes on Saturday, didn't he? And mm. it wasn't an issue. If he needed a rest, just don't bring him on for the last ten minutes. Bring Will Keane on instead. Good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good shout. Um, so, I, I th- in terms of parish announcements or what have you, I would suggest that if you are planning to book train travel for the Saturday twelfth of October to come back to Ipswich, wherever you're from, if you're not local like me, um, then you might want to put off that decision um, and wait and see what the club do. But sound like it'll be postponed. Um, Joe, a quick one for you. Uh, we've talked about Norwood just there. Um, apparently, according to the EADT, though there's no quotes in their article, um, uh, James Norwood was a target for Paul Hurst last summer. The club. Um, thought that we could prize him away for a measly sum of 150000 given his contract was due to expire, but Evans didn't sanction the move. Um, <laughs> thoughts on whether this would have been as terrible a transfer for all concerned as it sounds like it might have been, because we were dysfunctional, let's not forget, and that was a two-division jump for Norwood at the time, or three, because Tramer had just been promoted, hadn't they? Yeah, so he was still in the conference, effectively, the year yeah. before. So, yeah, so a bit I'd... of a stretch. Well, if true. Obviously, 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 we'll we'll never know if it had worked out or not. But I think it would have been unlikely to. It would have just been another player struggling to adjust to the step up. And I just, like I said, I think it's worked out best for all concerned that Norwood's had another season, probably for his pocket as well. He's come away with a much bigger wage than he would have got had he sort of jumped straight up to the championship from the national league. And he's come in flying. He's come in as the main man where before he'd have maybe come in and not made not made an impact and just sort of drifted sort of back to that level. So I think it's worked out well for all concerned that he didn't come in. He wouldn't have had that that goal-scoring season, would he, which actually has established him now, hasn't it? Yeah, well, he wouldn't be getting a number 10 shirt and being sort of the first name on the team sheet, would he, like right. he has now. Start anything to add on that one, or are we all agreed on that one? That, that 
Completely agreed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Um, finally, finally on the news, this is um, another topic of conversation that is uh, a perennial on the on the pod, particularly the questions. Andre Dazelle, um, co- um quoted Paul Lambert has quoted saying he was pleased. Um, with Dizelle's performance um, against Gillingham. Um, but here's the quotes, and I want to get um, both of your takes on this one. Um, I was happy for him for the hour he was on. The kid's not played that much. He's a big talent, Andre Dizelle. He really is. Sorry, I should do the accent, really, shouldn't I, given stats on the pod? Um, Any yeah, accent, doesn't matter. Then it, yeah. yeah, then we're getting into trouble here, because it's Scotland, isn't it? Um, we've just got to get the balance of what his main strength is. If we get that, then he's a really good player. Um and he continued something about what what's his main strength, whether it's scoring goals or assisting goals or being a playmaker. I think he's an in-between at that at the minute because he's such a good footballer. Um, he's only a young boy. That'll come. He'll settle into something that he's really good at. Um, Joe, you've, you've obviously seen a lot of Andre Dizel. Um <laughs> There's something in this, isn't there? This quote is quite telling. That and Ben and I, I think, talked about it a few weeks back. We just don't know how to play him to get the best out of him. Do you, do you agree with this point? Any yeah, thoughts on what we can do, maybe, about it? Well, I, well, I think we do know how to play him to get the best out of him, but it's whether that it's basically in a deep line playmaker role to getting on the ball and getting the team ticking over. But whether Lambert feels he offers enough defensively for that role you'd guess the answer is probably no, judging from how he's been used, that he wants to see Cole Skew sitting there, which is understandable. And if Cole Skew doesn't, you'd imagine he's going to be flinned down, sitting sitting deeper, because Dizelle is not a ball winner there. He is a ball player. And in this league, that might not be what is required at that position. Even in the league above, that might not be what is required. Even in the league above that, unless you are a sort of a top team, you can't really get away with just having a ball player sitting at the base of base your midfield can you so it's a it's a difficult one but you like I say he's only pl- started the two games this year AFC Wimbledon he's quiet but all of a sudden out of nowhere he pulls that ball through to Norwood which should give us a lead on Saturday the goal comes from yeah. the passing move while it's nice to see string of 20 passing of it, it's going nowhere then all of a sudden he just turns it around the corner ignites the move brings that tempo up and the, and the goal comes from that and it's it's giving him that run of game so that he gets more confident that he gets on the ball more and does it. And it's, it's going to be hard for him to work his work his way into this side because there's such quality in that, in that position ahead of him. But I don't know. I think there is such a talent there and I think everyone can see that sort of passing ability and the vision he has and the execution and the weighting of his passing is just on a sort of different plane to anyone, anyone in the squad, anyone in the division. And it's just a case of where you can hide his deficiencies and, and put those put those on display. Stat, I've got a couple of questions for you. One one's probably a bit of a devil's advocate question, so apologies for that. The first is uh, that we've kind of moved to this five-man midfield situation, albeit full-back, uh, wing-backs out wide. Do you think that change of formation is actually a, is an opportunity for Dizelle to get more games? And secondly, the quotes from Lambert and some of the stuff that Joe, Joe and, and we've, we've all been saying on the pod is is we need to do more to bring the best out of Dizelle. Is there something to be said for him having to step up and, and try to find a way to contribute additionally rather than us just having to to build everything around him? Is it, uh, am I being too harsh? I, I think I think you do need to build everything around him. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, Joe's right. I mean, when the, the club tweeted the, the 26 passes or whatever, I must admit from pass one to 14, I was like bored, skip, skip, you know, there's just like passing at about three, three yards. But then, you know, when it went to Dizelle, straight away, he was able to, he was able to change the game. 
Um, I get, you know, that some people would see him as, as a bit of a luxury, um, but th there's two things I, I want to say. One is the fact I don't like Paul Lambert refers to a 20-year-old as a kid. Um, it kind of paints the, the picture, I think, to some people that actually is some sort of 16 or 17-year-old. You know, he's 20 years old, and you look at some of the players in the past who, how many appearances they've made when they've made they've made 20. But secondly, I, I, I don't think he's played under the right manager, and I don't think in, in Ipswich's um, decline over the time that he's been with us, it's not the right club for him. And I think I think Joe's right. You know, if, if he was playing, you know, if, if he was in an academy that had got himself into some, you know, Premier League side. Don't say the, the N-word. Don't say the N-word. Narridge. Well, but he, he, would, he would play better in, 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 in their team at the moment than he, than he would ours. Um, mm. And you have to ask yourself the question, um, why is that? Are we ever going to be able to um, help him achieve uh, what we think he can do? Um, but I, I just think I, I think if we were going to go this season, I'd I'd I'd, I'd use him. He, he's your luxury. He, he's the player who is going to who's going to change those nil nils away to to one nil when you when you bring him on with you know 30 minutes to go and he, he's he's got the passes to to unlock it. But I think I think it could be quite a tricky season for him. Do you think Joe? Do you think League One is is kind of <laughs> we kind of talked about the under 23s league being a bit crap and a bit of a waste of space? Do you think League One is is, is wasted on Andre Dazelle? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it's as poor as I've as I expect it to be. I think the standard is low, but it's not, it's not just kick and rush, is it? When you when you see the teams we're playing against, it's both boxes, isn't it? That's, I think the issue is yeah. the quality in both boxes. And it's it's in between, and like we're playing a lot of counter attacking football. We we create a lot of chance on the counter attacking, and even, I know it, it's sort of Vincent Young that did all the did all the hard work to give judges chance on Saturday but it was Dizelle that won the ball back and just gave it simply to Scoose who then gave it to Dizelle and went uh, to Vincent Young who went from there so there, there is definitely room for somebody playing a bit deeper who can pass the ball like he can when we're looking to use our pace to hit teams on the break it's just making sure he's like I say his deficiencies are hidden enough there's an interesting test for Lambert on Saturday let's, let's go on to Tranmere Tranmere play a 3-5-2 um, they had a pretty lousy start to the league, but have had a, a bit of a resurgence of late. It was um, in the in the three game week that where we um, drew one and won two. Um, they lost to Oxford, drew with Peterborough at home, um, but then beat Burton last weekend. But they play a three-five-two as well. Um, so, do we think there's a likelihood of us continuing with the same formation that we supposedly started with MK Dons and they changed and started with uh, Gillingham? And, and that gives Zizella a chance. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, potentially again. Like Downs has been taken off after sort of 50 minutes and 45 minutes in the last two games, which might indicate that he potentially needs a rest. I don't know. It just seemed a strange substitution to get him off. So there's a way there. But I also think I'd, I'd like to see, if we do play free at the back, I'd like to see Cole Skews as one of those three being able to step out from it because it's, it's harsh on whoever misses out, but Chambers, Wolfden and Wilson have all played well. But you don't really want to have three defenders at the back do you? you want to have somebody like Wolfenden can play out with the ball but he's he's not a passer like Scoose is a passer and if you could have Wolfenden Scoose and Chambers there as a free with Scoose stepping up then I think that just gives us a little bit more quality and we're going to have to have quality because we're going to need to break the side down on Saturday because they're not going to be coming here to beat us no it's, it, you kind of get the sense that it might be similar to the Wimbledon game I think Tranmere have probably got a little bit more about them let's, let's not forget this is a promoted team um, we mm. plucked Norwood from them um, but they've got up through the playoffs Mickey Mellon's a good coach kind of through the lower leagues as well um, two wins three draws four defeats is their record overall um, negative two goal difference not not too many goals in that team with Norwood out of there but some notable players some big name players in that squad quite a lot of chunky low knees as well um, I'll give you some names you, um, the, the starting lineup it, it, similar to we talked about a lot of the teams we played of late MK Dons um, Gillingham as well it's, it's not household names you know we are a league one level there aren't going to be as, as many players that people know but um, Neil Dans is in this is in this team signed recently on a free transfer he's, he's now 36 but people remember him from Cole U Birmingham Palace Leicester Bolton Ishmael Miller is there as well he's only 32 um, he joined them in January got injured after two appearances and told them to stop paying him until he got fit and then subsequently wow. signed a new deal in June. Um, so he's there, yet to make an appearance, I believe. Um, Cameron, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson's on loan from Man United. He's there as well. I don't think he's started a game yet. Um, and Hepburn Murphy is on loan from Villa as well. So there are some some household names for those of you who play football manager and, and have been around the, the Football League for a while. But again, gents, is, is this a game that at home we should be winning with no I'm, I shudder to say these words because um, I don't want to get complacent but stat this is on paper should be a, a I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that word I'm not going to say the W but we should be we should be looking to win this game though uh, as they always say the, the, the retort to that is that um, football's played on grass and I think you know we yeah. can all go back to, to many seasons where we, you know teams have turned up and certainly Tramway were one of those in, in, in the mid 90s and I remember um, I think we lost you know 2-0 at home to them uh, and I, I think about Grimsby in, in, in 1992. Um, but yeah, 
If, if, if I, I, I hope we beat them, but even more than that, I hope that um, that Norwood scores um, because, and I hope he scores more than uh, probably a hat trick, only just because <laughs> I want to see how uh, what his gifts are like about scoring against his his last team and whether he can get something on their um, WWE related. But yeah, I mean, we we say it, the strength of our squad is is is, is far better than anybody else, and um, you sent a little bit of a shudder through my spine when you mentioned Ishmael Miller um, you know he's been a, been a good player against us but um, no I th- well it's one of the things I was gonna, I've got a little question for you so the last time that we, we lost at home to a team whose name started with a T was in October 1996 um, we lost 2-0 at home um, and oh I know the, who it yeah, uh, so that was Trammer, yeah. Yep. And that was, um, I think, was that the one where they had that annoying um, team photo celebration where they ran and had some team photo? It might have been that game of the season before. But anyway, since then, we've played four teams, and you might already have one already at home. The name begins with T, that have uh, not beaten us. So who are they? Yeah. Sorry, five. Torquay. Torquay. Only I'll cup. give you Tramir. Tramir was the other one, yeah. So two, is two there more. one in the Anglo-Italian Cup? Or is that before? That would be before, wouldn't it? So at the moment you've got Tramir, Tottenham and Torquay. Is this English League teams or Torpedo Moscow? Oh, Torpedo Moscow. Joe well Fares. Yeah. Joe Fares ruins every single quiz question. <laughs> there's, there's, one, there's one more. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that he doesn't get it. Let's make. I'll put you out of your misery. It is. Um. It's for for somebody who's so. so is it interested a pre-season in, friendly? In, in, in the in the academy? Um. It's Tottenham Hotspur under twenty ones that we oh, played. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> tenuous. <laughs> I know. But yeah. I'll be tenuous all day. So, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, then we can do a half an hour of tenuous. Yeah. Um. So I, I think I think on, just quickly sort of going back to Tranmere's record <clears> this season. They've won two games. One of those games on Saturday against Burton, where they were one 0 down in the ninety second minute and came back to win that two one. The other game was a five two win against Bolton's youth team. They've yeah, played them a similar time to us. So. Really, you take that 5-2 win out and you look how many goals they've scored this season. Have you got that in front of you, Rich? I don't know. Goals scored, um, they have scored, what is it, uh, 14 goals. So, yeah, so they've effectively scored nine goals in nine proper games. They've won one proper game, which was two injury time goals. This is a team we've got to be put into the sword. And it might. it's not, it's not going to be easy. They're, they're not going to come here to let us play they're going to come here to stop us playing and they're going to come here and try and frustrate us but you've got to be winning games like this at home if you want to be winning the league and that's, yeah. I'm sure that's what we want to do and and, and when we should expect Mickey Mellon to be quite wily about this I, th- I, I don't think he'll be as, as contentious on the sideline as Steve Evans was last weekend but it is going to be a bit of a battle um, thoughts on any changes in personnel Garbutt came off after 60 minutes on Monday do you think Joe he's likely to play on the left Kenlock's kind of disappeared out of the equation now hasn't he yeah, strange, strange how far he sort of dropped out that Edward started ahead of him. Ooh. But yeah, so you'd expect, obviously, Vincent Young is going to play, isn't he? Um, Holy's going to play. Yeah. Norwood is, you're not going to be able to stop him playing. So you, you'd guess it's going to be Norwood and Jackson up front. And then it's that midfield three who's who's going to be in there. Yeah. If yeah. Scoose drops back into the defence, possibly, would you then, you get Downs, you get John Nolan in there. I think he's going to want to give a start to... I say it's decisions. There's a, there's going to be some disappointed players come sort of two o'clock on Saturday, and there's going to be some disappointed players come early in that when they're not even in the squad because there's going to be some good players not even in the eighteen. Yeah, these don't, are... don't, don't you think? 
some some players are, would be disappointed if this was an international weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a good fans, point. Like, fans would be disappointed if it was an international weekend. Yeah, yeah. How shit my CV that we've got players out and you, yeah, you still can't even get. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. And that's that is going to be a, a real problem for us when we've still got injuries and players to come back. Um, Enciala is is a name that I was going to chuck in there. I suspect he's not going to start. Um, but Wilson appears to have played himself into a starting position there. It's going to be, as much as I think I take the point from Joe about Scoose being a useful player to have sitting in that three to then move forward when we're in an attacking phase. Um, Wilson had a great game against MK Dons and it sounds like he followed it up. Stat, would you would you change the back three? No. No? I, li- I like I like Joe's idea of, of, of Skews dropping, dropping back. But... Um, I, it wasn't well. It was you know July time, and I went down to the club shop with with Master Stat, and he he bought the away shirt, and he said, um, "I want Entiala on it." And then he looked, and he went, "Oh, he's number twenty-two. He said, "Yeah." He said, "Do you think he's going to play?" I said, "Yeah, nailed on." He, you know, he'll, and now I look, and I think he seems to have dropped so far down the pecking order. Um, I, I think Wilson is is you know is is ahead of him now, and realistically, I just see Entiala coming in. Um, if, the, if there's a significant injury or if not just getting, you know, the odd sort of game here and there now. I think he's, he, he hasn't, he hasn't done a lot, has he, Joe? He's certainly, like you said, in the the, um, the game on Monday night, he, whenever he has an opportunity to put himself in the shop window, he seems to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, well, he, he must be frustrated because he ended the season strongly and he's picked up a muscle injury in, in pre-season, which Lambert seems to be furious about. So there's obviously an element that he didn't warm up properly or... That like it, it seems to Lambert that the injury was inexcusable that it happened how it did so, and because of that we've had to sign Wilson. Where realistically, if Enciala was fit, it would have been Chambers and Enciala starting the season, wouldn't it? But yeah. Wolfenden's come in and done so well, and he's sort of pushed on. And I just don't see how Enciala gets back in at the moment. Yeah, it's going for the away games like the Gillingham game on Saturday where we're expecting long balls lump forward all game it's going to be a bit of a battle at the back it might be, might become horses for courses and he gets a game like that but I think at home I just don't I just don't see the need for him in there yep I, I recommend if, if you're not a subscriber to it then not the, not the 20 the top 20 pod um, talked about us for a, an extended spell this week um, they went to the MK Dons game and sat in the away end and, and were quite um, impressed with us um, though I've, I've echoed similar thoughts we've had about us sticking a performance in that lasts for 90 minutes or more than 45 minutes which is something we're still yet to do but they do say that unlike Sunderland and, and um, Peterborough and Portsmouth last season um, we are winning the games that we should be winning to put in a title claim and um, gents uh, this seems to be another one that fits the bill but thoughts just uh, one question I want to end on and I don't want to end on a kind of a negative because we, we've had so much to be happy about and positive about but do you do you fear the kind of b- building momentum leads to complacency leads to us underestimating opponents because Joe you've talked about people slagging off League One um, I think you're right that probably people are over over egging that a little bit but is there a fear that there's a little bit of complacency or do you think Lambert is, is able to control that? So that I'll, I'll come to you on that one. Thoughts about maybe supporters needing to be a little bit more realistic or maybe the players in the club or, or, or is it just a case of you know we need to use our status and now we're top of the league to just to scare opponents before we even kick a ball? It wouldn't have been that long ago that a manager would have said Tranmere are no mugs. That you know, despite where they are in the table, um, I think I think it is different False in position. It, yeah, <laughs> I think it is different in in League One. And what and what you said, um, 
it kind of yeah, I com- completely agree with you. I, I I like the fact that we could scare teams and teams are thinking, oh my, you know, we're going to Portman Road or Ipswich are coming here 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 today, and look who they've got, you know, and that you know got your Norwoods and your Jacksons, you got you got Dizel, you got Judge or Keane or whatever, you know, they they they're back four, back five, whatever, never letting a goal, their keeper's great, you know, and you know it's nice for a while to actually have the opposition worry about us. Um, complacency doesn't bother me that much. Um, and I'm sure you might get a little bit, but I, I don't think Lambert would uh, let them far off the, the lead with that one. Okay. Joe, anything to add on that point? Yeah, I, th- I think Lambert in will not sort of let that happen, that complacency. He's He's been a manager that's won leagues before. He knows how relentless it is that you have to just keep going. You don't stop. The pace needs to stay up there. And also, I think part of why Lambert's recruitment has been so successful has, is the characters he's brought into the team alongside your sort of your chambers and your scooses a sort of Norwood seems a big character Vincent Young seems a good character Thomas Holy is seems brilliant a legend his already. interviews are fantastic aren't yeah, they? yeah. Love Thomas Holy. yeah and it just it just seems that <clears throat> the squad want to get up this year and there seems a real sort of purpose in in it and that comes from the top down and we seem like we've got the right blender players and I'm sort of things have started better than any I think any Ipswich fan could imagine it could have started this well. I think this is sort of the dream territory, unbeaten after nine, six wins, five, five six big sheets. sheets. Is it six? six. In total. Five in a row, yeah. six in yeah. total, yeah. And we just, I say, what? while I, we haven't clicked really, but we've we've lifted that malaise from the club last year and the fans have played a huge part in that. You, the numbers we're taking is incredible everywhere. Mm. The home support is incredible. We're just... Everything is going in the right direction. I think it's going to take a lot to knock us off course. Oh, I can't, I can't beat that. Let's uh, let's let's sum up our Tranmere coverage with um, with that comment. I just wanted to call out a few fixtures that are coming up and um, this weekend as well. Blackpool, Lincoln on Friday's Michael Atherton's first job. He, the the six 0 defeat last week. I think people were unfairly crediting him. I think he was in the stands. But um, there's a Friday night game which is Blackpool, Lincoln. Um, Rotherham away at Bristol Rovers. Um, Richard Woodward's Coventry City are home to Doncaster, although they're not at home. They're at St Andrews. That's a disgrace. Um, Peterborough have got Wimbledon without Wally Downs, who is suspended for betting irregularities. And in the words of Mikey Penty-Smith, what a Wally. Um, kind of too much sympathy for Wally Downs after no. a lot of his issues he had before he was appointed. Amy's uncle. Um Portsmouth home to Bolton, Portsmouth off the back of that, what looked like, uh, Joe, you watching, did, did you see the start, the, their League Cup tie, they started really positively, didn't score, Southampton sucker punch, and then they get turnover 4-0, it's not looking yeah. good for Jacket, and if Bolton turn up like they appeared to do against Sunderland last week and get a result there, that might be it for Jacket, do we think? Yeah, well, he, he, he can't be far off, they're one of the favourites to go up this year, and they've got, what, six points this season, have they, seven points? I don't know. Like I say, I was going to say it's early, but it's almost the end of September. Well, we're, so. we're 15 points ahead of them. Yeah, they're like they're one of our title contenders, and we're 15 points ahead of them. Yeah. Um, Wickham, who are third, um, travel to Rochdale, and Sunderland are home to MK Dons, where um, our own Benjamin Bloom is watching as we record um, the League Cup tie against Liverpool. I don't know what that is, but if MK Dons win there. Um, Wish they. I said it's a makeshift Liverpool team. If there's a result, I think they've made them. eleven changes, haven't they? Liverpool? Yeah, I, and Sunderland again, um, as ja, uh, as Joe mentioned, Jack Ross under pressure there as well. Drawing the ball, and I've just mentioned, um, that could be tasty as well. So what's good is, um, 
teams around us who should be challenging are a little bit dysfunctional at the moment so no excuses for us let's do some um let's do some questions um um from twitter um and i've just clicked away from the bloody thread so look at me padding like the liverpool, professional liverpool have one nil up for oh, a james milner goal james milner you can rely on him team out there today so there's some space field for you rich thank you very much jay um garfield itfc garfield um uh, when we start the questions out we were kind of asking about the month ahead for october as well um one of the things that's coming up for us um and that will be a test of our credentials um is um accrington away on sky where we've got a, f a frankly i nearly saw that a really terrible record stat um will we finally break our awful record in televised games by playing well and winning um at accrington Yeah, I think I, I think we'll we'll put on a performance that will um, people will sit up and think Ipswich are uh, certainly on the up. So no, I ain't got a problem with Accrington standing. Should even be in the same league as them. I'll put out a guarantee that we will be better than we were against them when we played them in January. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. It was shot. bad enough. It was bad enough that we. Well, it wasn't bad enough because it's the magic of the FA Cup that a team like Accrington can play Ipswich Town. But the fact that we're going to play them in the in the in the league match is a bit of a shocker. So yeah, let's not even talk about um, even even uh, not winning that game. So make sure you you record that bit and um, play it back to me when we, <laughs> when we do. <laughs> it's only a few weeks away. Is it the first time we're yeah. playing Accrington in the league in our history? Start. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. One of those firsts that you don't really want, but um, fair play to Accrington. Um, Andy Grimes, um, do you uh, do you think that our unpredictable lineups and formations are actually our greatest strength? If we can't foresee what Lambert is going to do, how can the opposition... Joe, your thoughts on that? I mean, Harry from Bath would be tearing his hair out trying to do a preview show about <laughs> us, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's, it's it's like we're just trying to get everyone up to full match fitness, that we're just trying to give people minutes as and when to try and get them up, as opposed to actually picking what we think is the best team. And we're still managing to win whilst doing so. So it's, yeah, it's, it's good. And I'm sure there is an element that but we we do seem to be looking to match up with the opposition a little bit formation wise and just overpower them with our sort of stronger players. And the one time we didn't was probably our most disappointing performance against Doncaster at home. And the and the first half of Wimbledon maybe as well. I'm trying to think yeah. back what that was. That was a yeah. was that, that was four five one really wasn't yeah. that? It was a four three three. But with one, one of the things, attacking. sorry, Rich. What's one that? of the things, um, you know, we talk about the strength of the squad and you know players will be thinking that they they should be starting every week or whatever and I, I think you know it's probably Lambert's experience actually you know managing the squad and trying to keep everybody happy because at some point he's not going to be able to keep everybody happy you know I, I, I don't think so I think you know if, if you're doing well and people think well yeah I'm, I'm, I'm getting on I'm getting the odd start you know I'm, I'm playing 60 minutes here or there um, it's far better than actually saying well actually here's my strongest team I'm going to stick with that. And then you've got the likes of, I don't know, Amir Hughes, John Nolan, Nciala, who are just thinking, we're just waiting here for an injury. And at the moment, they're just waiting for their opportunity to make sure they keep fit and they, they know that they'll, they'll, they'll get in the team. Is there something to be said for um, keeping the players on their toes so that they keep their performances up as well? If you know you can be rotated in and out of the squads, um, does that raise their game? Joe, I'm, thoughts on that one? It's hard to tell, really, isn't it? If, if the team keeps winning, then... It's difficult for the players to ask questions when they're getting. It's, it's if we are rotating players out and then we're not picking up results. Like I'm sure that last-minute goal against AFC Wimbledon saved 
Paul Lambert having Luke Chambers knocking on his door first thing in the morning to say mm. you should have played me last night and it's 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 always going to be that way but at the end at the end of the day if, if we're successful we will be all the players will be happy and that's fine and yeah. that is going to be the hardest part of Lambert's job this year keeping all the players happy yeah. um, Dylan asks um, what is your favourite ever town chant I'll have one from both of you um, is it the uh, Ipswich women chant that that's saying at the start <laughs> yeah it's... I like I like the one about the scum from Norwich City going to Rome to see the Pope obviously the language gets a bit blue after that one <laughs> yeah be, being a Catholic I struggle with, with, with singing singing that song um I used to like um, uh, over land and sea. We're all following it. Switch onto victory. I've, I've missed the um, yeah, yeah. I missed the blue flag flying eye. We used to sing that quite a lot back in the nineties as well. But that's gone. Maybe, that, maybe that's why we haven't been to Wembley for exactly right. We've not been asking for it, have we? Actually, I know. I know what I miss. I, I missed the chant of Boncho. Boncho, Boncho, ah, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, proper, proper player chance. We don't have it anymore. I mean, remember going to the game in the games in the nineties and stuff like that, and you get there an hour before kickoff or whatever, and the players would be out there warming up, and they'd all have their own little um, their their, their little chance, and um, you know, maybe three or four players had the same one to a, a you know, with just their <laughs> name in it, but um. No, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Boncho chant. I miss I, that. I, w- I won't miss the Toto Entiala chant when that dies out in a few weeks. No, I could have no. put that in the news, but I didn't. That Twitter has had a bit of a, and Facebook has had a bit of a barney well, about I, that this I, week. I've, I've got to say, I don't think I know what the song is. I, I I don't know the words of the song, but there was an argument on Twitter, and I don't really want to start this up here because we'll just get ourselves <laughs> in all sorts of trouble. But somebody was claiming that the chant was racist, and another person was saying that it wasn't racist. And then at that point, I kind of made a beeping noise and thought, I'm not even gonna. But so obviously, is it racist or not? We, I think the chant should just be Entiala. Oh, it's bigger than a bread bin. You can put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Right, hang on, I'm gonna write that. Just down. Um, that is fifty-three <laughs> minutes. I'm just gonna figure out if I know where to cut that bit out. <laughs> um, moving on. Um, this is it. I don't think I've got an answer to this. It's, it's a great question, and it's, it starts as most good Twitter questions should start, which is great pod team blue Monday. Thanks, plain old NH from Harridge. I think just wonder whether you had more listeners slash subscribers this season when things on the pitch are going better. So the honest answer to that question is I don't know, but what I do know is that when stuff kicked off and was bad, we used to get a spike. So when Paul Hurst got sacked, I think Harry and I were supposed to do a normal preview show for Millwall. Hurst got sacked and suddenly our, and Dave came in and our hits went up maybe twice as much. So I think every now and then a bit of misery did well for us. But I'd like to think, um, plain old NH, that, um, well, the quality is good. And there's more exciting stuff to talk about, so fingers crossed. But if you want to find out stats, I think Ben's, Ben's the one to ask. So I'll um, I'll we'll get him. No, do you want to show off our stats? I don't think we do, do we? Um, Gareth Beanie, moving on again. Um, why doesn't Lambert go for the Leasing.com trophy? I love how we're on brand, and we have a big enough score to be successful on big fronts. And just imagine doing, uh, just imagine doing what I think we would be our first ever League and Cup double. Um, I'll go to you start on this one. Um, are you, are you f- all for big on the EFL trophy? Oh, with, without a doubt, 5,000 million percent because, you know, I'd, I'd like to go and watch my team at Wembley. Um, Keep the blue flag flying, I. Yeah. 
So yeah, let let let's take it incredibly serious. And what was that? <laughs> was the final between um, Portsmouth and Sunderland, Sunderland. last yeah. year? And that, yeah, that was on that was on TV. Watched that on Sky. And I've got to say, I don't think anybody who was there kind of. And it, it was a cracking game, and a, you know, great atmosphere and stuff like that. I don't think everybody that was there thinking, oh, can't believe we took this competition seriously. So no, I think I think I think we should, but. Let's not let it get in the way of the league. But I don't think it will. I think, you know, whoever that, um, I was going to say your previous caller was, um, that, that they're Gareth. right. But Gareth, first League and Cup double. I like that, yeah. And I think that I think there's an element like the big clubs in the sort of FA Cup and League Cup where you don't take it seriously. You play your week in teams. And then if you find yourself in a position where you're in sort of like the semi-finals and you're sort of going for it, at that point you then put out better teams. And I think that's all we need to do. The team we played against Spurs... I'd expect to play a similar team against Gillingham, a similar team against Colchester, and then maybe in the next round after that, then all of a sudden you're a game game or two from Wembley, and then, then maybe at that point you sort of assess it, and you can get some of the big boys out, but you don't need to go for it from the first round and put your strongest team out in the early rounds. You you sort of assess it once you get a bit further into the season. Yeah, and and it goes without saying that we're one of the only. 92 teams who have not featured at New Wembley yet so it'd be good to yeah. break our duck on that one um, Isaac asks uh, will Roberts get near the first team um, or the league or, or will he be loaned out to a lower league team soon um, and I'll let me add this as well Joe I'll, I'm going to give this one to you so thoughts on Roberts getting in the first team or whether he's going to go out on loan similarly um, Ben Arier asks us about Ben Morris and Ben Falami um, who have both obviously struggled from injuries but with both good potential um, routes into the first team for those three. Well, Jordan Roberts isn't going to go out on loan because the only place he can go out on loan until January is non-league, and it's that's too, too low, low for him to go out there. So, right. he'll, I'd imagine he'll play, continue to play in the EFL Trophy games, and if there's an injury up front, he's, he's sort of there. But I, I, I don't think he's really going to get in the team. I think he'd he'd been held on to. I think Cole's still quite interested in him just before the deadline, but. I think he's been held on to just because we're short of bodies up front and once Sears is back and Keane up to full speed, he's probably not going to be required. Ben Falami obviously has been back for the under-23s and sort of played the last sort of two or three games or appeared in the last two or three games. Again, he could probably do a loan spell but isn't really going to get one at a level that's worthwhile for him in the league. So it's just a case of impressing and trying to get a chance. I think Ben Morris is still still not back and he he probably is a little bit more versatile because he can play in those wide roles and if we are if when Sears is back and Lancaster back if sort of any time this season I can imagine we're going to be playing in that sort of 4-3-3 with wide strikes and I think that could be a way that it opens up a little bit for Ben Morris to potentially get a game I like the look of Ben Morris I hope he finds mm. a way back into the team um, Stubbsy uh at Rick Stew asks um, regarding ex Tranmere players if you could only have one which player would you prefer in our current squad out of James Norwood or Aaron Cresswell? Stat. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna say Tram- I was gonna say Tramway yeah, players are their prime. Yeah. I think it's because they're both still playing. Cresswell obviously scored that cracky free kick against Man United at the weekend. Um, uh, clearly, if if James Norwood isn't in our team, we lack a striker anyway. So that kind of. But yeah, let's let's have. I'll open up the question if that's all right, Stubbsy, for any Tramway player that you can recall who's played for both teams. And in their prime, that you would stick into our eleven right now. Oh, Daryl would love this, wouldn't he? With you know, players with with links between between both. Um, I, John McGreal was the one that I kind of thought of when you listed the two names. I'm going to answer the question that 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 Stubbsy asked. All right. and good for you. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not hard to pick a player because you know only one of them is an England international. 
Um, but we don't need a left back, so I'll stick with James Norwood. Thank you. Joe? I'd, I'd, t- I'd take Aaron Cres- Creswell. I think left left back is probably one of our weaker areas with Miles Kenlock there starting. Luke Garbert hasn't impressed me defensively when he's in there. He offers it attackingly, but we know that Creswell can defend and attack. Yep. Like like a world in motion song and what are his gifts like? The... I haven't even looked at his gifts. I mean, are they any good? <laughs> the thought of um, Kate Vincent Young and Aaron Creswell as two wing backs in the system is Whoa. pretty exciting. Sexy. That is good. Yeah. Um Arthur Pickthorne, what would your five aside team be from the current town squad? Should we do this together? So yeah. are we having a keeper or are we having a rush keeper? Gotta have a keeper. Not allowed out of his area. Thomas Holy. Holy. What's our formation reckon... then? No, I'm just saying he's, he's quite noise. But he's quite tall, I think. Five aside, I think about five aside goals. I mean, if he could just lay down, though, he'd almost oh, lay across true. the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Holy's in, right? Holy's yeah. in. And then, what, are we doing any defenders? Kane Vincent Young is a one defender. Yeah. Okay. Who are we having up front, by the way? Are we having... Andre uh, Dizel. Okay. Oh, and a five side, I don't know. I think you'd want... I'd, I'd probably go with Alan Judge in there. I'd go. I'd want Downs, because you need someone who's going to get in a fight. Yeah. If it's five aside on the yeah, Tuesday night, Judge yeah. Downs and Nord as well. Yeah, yeah. How many is that? Holy Vincent Young, Downs, Downs. Judge Norwood, five. Yeah. Happy with that? Start. Andre Dizel's not. No. Emmy Emmy Hughes in there. Wow. Yeah. Actually, John so, Nolan actually would. would you could put Emmy Hughes in instead of um, Downs. Downs because he can put himself about as well as. And Nord as will well get in a scrap as well. As well as more of having a goal for it. I'd tell you who'd be good in a five-a-side. Paul Lambert. I'd yeah, have him. Paul Lambert. You play five-a-side, you always have some yeah. old guy and you think, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's he's not got anything and he can just stroll around. No, and, no yeah. one gets near him all game. Yeah. yeah. Just John Walker there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is good. We need to do, I think there's a variation on this question, Arthur. I think we'll come back to this one. But there, we've we've given it a go there. Um, um, Tim Pashti asks a, a kind of continuance on the Sky question. Um, should we forego Sky money? We never perform on Sky. We we start. We think we think we can perform on Sky now, don't we? We'll take the yeah. money as well. Yeah, at this we level. need the money. Um, yeah. Nick Nick P nine eight two asks: Any plans for another live show? Well, um, I can give an exclusive announcement that yes, there will be another live show. Um, what happens is Ben and get, uh, get my agent. Please. Yeah, um, we're all getting pay rises. No, there's no pay yeah. for this. Um, Ben and Andy Warren getting they meet in a neutral territory. It's like no man's land. Do you remember that Second World War game of football? They're, between they're, they're meeting on Christmas Day. Germany America versus it. Yeah, they meet in the middle. Um, we we have a ceasefire and we agree that we won't do live events at the same time. So um, the Kings of Anglia guys have got their event um, at the end of the year. Um, we are looking at doing one. I think probably not in the winter because now the winter is always issues about there. cups. Weather is always a logistical obstacle as well. They're so in December as well, aren't they? I so think it's December. Yeah. So I think we're looking so around March. So you'll, you, uh, if there's a fi- home fixture in March, then there's a good chance at the moment that it might end up being a Blue Monday Live event. Um, I was, was going to ask a question, that? Rich. Who, yeah. Who's from the from Blue Monday on their Blue Monday on their their show? On the Kings of Anglia event, oh, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's a great question. Uh, maybe we should tweet it in as a podcast question. When they record next week, you think they'd return the favour, wouldn't you? 
Just are you manners. are you pitching? Are you pitching for? You can see why Ben. You can see why Ben and Andy meet and, and they don't send me along and <laughs> talk to Mark. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, send you in when the negotiations start going wrong. Yeah. We'll need to kick yeah. off for it. So there will be a, there will be a Blue Monday event. I think Ben and I have had a, a bit of a chat, and this is a bit of a heads up as well that we might do a, something mini. Um, maybe maybe record the pod somewhere together. Um, and not do it as a full event, but maybe get people along to that perhaps. Um, but there will be a proper event. I don't know whether, we don't know where it will be. Probably similar numbers to last time as well. Hopefully some exclusive guests and, a f- you know, some great f- fun bands. But it was great fun, wasn't it, last last year, Gent? So this year, wasn't it? It was February. So keep your eyes peeled. More on that to follow. Um, Joe, our mate Alex Mills, when will the North Stand chant be careful what you wish for to the tune of the referees a special that's a, i'm i'm pitching that as a chant i quite like that i think we need Ma- mikey down there at the front of the north stand <laughs> like the guy at portland timbers with his megaphone and his turning around to there. face the start the, the fans rather than the football yeah <laughs> i think i think you've got the the wrong the wrong chant to it though but because I'm, I'm pretty Are certain you sing again we, start you're gonna when sing we play, again yeah, no. When we played Reading away, and we beat them four 0 It wasn't wasn't the chant do do do. Be careful what you wish for, like oh. to the tune of whatever Agadoo. that is, the Kong Agadu. Yeah, I'm loving this. I think that needs to be a chant, as long as we keep winning. That is, um, yeah. James Gulk, um, Warwickshire alumni. James Gulk, salute to you. Um, Man City Watford. Um, am I the only one who morbidly enjoys our biggest defeat in Premier League history record? And once it kept, maybe it's so we aren't forgotten in the Premier League world. But I'm the, his words, not mine. The words of Shaking Stephen, the words of James Gold. I'm genuinely proud of it. Start, are you genuinely proud of having the record defeat in the Premier League? James, delete your Twitter account. I think it's what you need to do first of all. <laughs> I, think Andy, I think Andy Warren posted something that he yeah. he quite likes having us. Like, there's two things I hate. One is having the record. No, actually, there's three things, and I won't go into it. There's three things I hate. One is having the record. Two are people tweeting whenever a team suddenly goes four or five and up, you know, free the Ipswich nine. Switch nine. Yeah. And then what the third thing I hate is the fact that I then got carried away and started tweeting at myself when Man City went <laughs> eight nil or seven nil up and I thought it was going to happen. So somebody just needs to win and it will be Man City against someone. It won't be any other team. That will be Man City full stop. We'll beat a team nine or t- nine or ten nil. It'll be 20 year, 25 years uh, next March. Um no, 25, 20, yeah, 25 years next March that we lost 9-0 and we're still talking about it. No, that's, I, I hate it. And what no one talks about, and I think I think Oli Meyer tweets this, or someone, maybe it's tricky, that we beat United at home and they lost the title by one point, didn't they? Mm-hmm. they didn't, yeah. uh, so. Adrian Paz is And bait. also, Andy Cole claimed five goals one, when one of them was clearly a Frank Yallop home goal. Yeah. Paul Lintz free and kick. One of the goals, Craig Forrest. Free kick, yeah. 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 Paul Lintz took that, yeah. That, it's, it's a joke. Whenever they have Paul Lintz on the TV, not a lot now, but when they used to have him, they say 325 games and 79 goals for Manchester United, I'd always go 78, because that was not a, not allowed, that goal. And Ian Marshall um, tells a funny story about this, where he, um, him and George Burley didn't get on great, as you could probably imagine, and... Um, at six or seven nil, Burley sent Ian Marshall to warm up. Marshall, <laughs> What's the point? I'm a striker, and he's, he's he made him go, and it was almost like a show of power. So Ian Marshall went down, and there was an ambulance parked in the corner of the pitch. And he just went and sat down behind the ambulance, and he ignored any shouts from the bench <laughs> to go back there because he didn't want to come in and come on as a striker when you're already seven eight nil down. I love that. That's a great story. They, 
Maybe Burley was thinking about um, converting him back into a yeah, centre-half. Sticking again, around. So. Let's go well, to the... Royal thinks he would have played for England had he stayed as a centre-half. Oh, wow. wow. We'd have missed out one of the best strikers of the 90s in the Matthew Marshall partnership. Um, so, James, I think we've answered that one for you. I recommend some kind of counselling on, on, on that one. Um, Mullet, um, Tramo always makes me nostalgic. Which other clubs do you look forward to playing because they bring back good memories? Um, there's a, it's worth checking out the the thread that follows because I don't recall too many good memories against Tranmere but I'm largely recalling the, the mid-90s uh, mid when I think they beat on a Friday night there was, well. a, there was a few defeats in a row as well against Tranmere but I think towards the latter and the more recent history I think we've been alright but to his question any other teams that you look forward to playing because of nostalgic reasons Joe? I, I used to always like a game against Nottingham Forest because they were they were always good games against them, always tough games, but always good footballing games. But we we played them so many times over the last few years that I've lost it. I'd look forward to playing teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, <laughs> yeah. Chelsea regularly. I, I, like I say, we always had a decent record against Spurs, so maybe start playing them regularly again. Yeah, stat. Yeah. Is it is it too early to have nostalgia for playing uh, any team in the Championship? Uh, it depends who it is. Go on. No, I just mean any team oh, in the championship. Okay. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah. So your, your, your standard is even less than Joe's. <laughs> yeah, Joe's standards are much higher than mine. Oh, but yeah, do you remember the big matches? Chester at... City. Okay. Yeah, Chester, Chester City. Um, but no, I don't... Not like you, Rich. We obviously, you've got, you got two clubs with Ipswich and, and, and Coventry. And Villa. You know? Don't forget Villa as well. Yeah. All all in the same country. But, you know, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people have clubs from, from other countries that they, they look forward... Uh, you know, look, look for their results... Um, I used to have a thing for Parma in the in the mid '90s, and I think Fastino Espria was playing for them. And yeah. Um, so yeah, a little thing for Parma. But then I think they went they they went to the wall. Um, Glasgow Celtic. But no, you can't have another English team that you have a soft spot for. Sorry. How dare you? I don't live so. in Ipswich anymore. I have to I have to have some interest up here. Otherwise, what's the point? Of so watching? are you saying that if you don't live in Ipswich, that you're not? A, a proper fan, then. That's well, yeah. I've just made my own argument for myself. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, okay. well, I, yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't yeah, say yeah. It. I'm, so, I'm saying it. Yep. You're putting words in my mouth, and I'm sticking with it. Um, this is going to look really bad. So Will Aries asked a question about Dizelle. I think we've answered that, Will. But the way I've structured, the, the way I've gone through the sequence of tweets ends with Mikey Penty Smith. Um, so apologies to everyone who's not a member of the Blue Monday podcast team that Mikey's is the last question. Let's hope it's not one of these ones that I don't understand. And um, we picked up, ah, oh, we've already answered this one. Do you think we should look to postpone our game against Wickham? No. No. That's a bland question from oh, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. Um, there's some good stuff on the thread. Uh, I would encourage you to have a look at Jason's quiz question, which is a photo, so I can't really share that. I th there's can we a, see it? Can you hold it up to the camera? Uh, let's see if I can, if that works. I think... That'll be very small, though. I think that is. I think Chase that is Ab him. <laughs> that's him being with taken with Brian Talbot coming out. That's that's the age Body. of the photo. Uh. Um, so yeah. Um, so that's worth a look. As is um, the discussion about Tranmere and the um, AC Milan away kit in the FA Cup in '93, '94, or whatever it was. Oh, that's a nice um, one. That. that was a good. Can kit. I can I can I plug a, a thread if um, you want? Uh, so there's. The, there's usually one one day a year where I, I tweet happy birthday for somebody. Oh, is, yeah, yeah, um, please do this. But today is Paul Hurst's um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 45th birthday. Um, he was our 16th Ipswich manager, put 15 games um, in charge, never won a game in England, uh, 149 days he was actually in charge. Um, just just search that and look at 
the the gifts that have responded you know people have replied there's lots of shuddering a lot of people saying it's a no from me um and the further you go down the the, the greater the abuse gets so I think I need so to it's, contribute it's to that easy. one. You can start off as like a, a an eleven year old, and I'm sure we have plenty of eleven year olds, you know, listening to the Blue Monday pod. You can you can look at the first couple of gifts, but you know, if you you're going to need to be eighteen before you get to um, sort of reply twenty seven or something like that because they're quite funny. And I'm assuming that they are they are replying about um, Paul Hurst, <laughs> well, not, not me. You. So yeah. if you were actually calling me calling me out on something, then please make it clear. But I think it is. <laughs> slide into his dms um, yeah. that's a great segue for play your stats right which this um time around is manager win percentages um so i'm gonna because joe's on um and not dave i'm gonna start in the 90s with john lyle and i'm gonna give you his win percentage to start with go on then i think it's something like 33 percent i've rounded up John yeah. Lyle, thirty-three percent. It gets easier. It's the only one I know. I haven't cheated. Okay. Anyone I know. I oh, know. I haven't given it here. So George Burley's next. Um, do we think George Burley's win percentage is higher, lower than thirty-three percent? Yeah, it's got to be higher because he had sort yeah. of five good winning seasons, didn't he? So maybe, maybe 40, 39, 41. Start forty-six percent, forty-five, not forty-five point eight six. I think it was. Uh, ne- oh, bloody hell. I've always picked the worst category. I need to make this more difficult. Um, Next up, Joe Royal. Higher or lower than 46% win ratio? I think he's he's a bit lower, Joe. I'd go about uh, 42-ish, I think. I don't know. He had sort of two good seasons, didn't he? We basically had three... Yeah. But he had that... Yeah, but 46 is very high, though, isn't it? So I reckon it's it's shade under that. 43%, correct. Shade underneath. Next up, um, Jim Majilton, higher or lower than 43%? Jim Majilton, yeah, lower at 37.84%. Oh, or lower than that, 35. <laughs> Stat, 38%. And as I said, I've rounded as well. Uh, he, 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 he sticks in my mind because I liked it when it got to a point with Mick McCarthy and it was just another stat to bash McCarthy about to say that Jim Majilton had a better win percentage than Mick McCarthy did, so... Well, let's find out. Let's not spoil it even more than oh, it's right. been spoiled of mine. Um, <laughs> Jim Majilton, we move on to Roy Keane. Higher or lower than 38%? Lower. How far Lose. lower? on them. How far 30, lower? 34, 35. 34.1 or something, yeah. 35% well done, Joe. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. Roy Keane to Paul Jewell. Higher or lower than 35%? It's almost exactly the same, wasn't it? Joe Fares. Well, it is exactly the same. I was doing a trick question. <laughs> If my rounding stat, my rounding is... Yeah, is no, because let, 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 Roy Keane's I'm, cup competitions brought him up, I think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get triggered by this anymore, um, clearly. Uh, but no, if you look at it, if you, if you, if you go to certainly, you know, one, one decimal point, then you'll find that Roy Keane has a greater win percentage than, than Paul Jewell. But yeah, there's not, not a lot between them. So again, my, my rounding, I think, is going to screw things over here. But Mick McCarthy, higher or lower than 35%. And higher or lower than Jim Majilton's thirty-eight percent. And this is uh, if he ended up in maybe slightly over Jim, but maybe maybe between the two. I'm I'm gonna go. Oh. That is it. That is, so it's, it's higher than Paul Jewell, yeah. We we happy with higher or yeah, lower def- than Paul? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. And and Jim Majilton was higher at one point than than Mick McCarthy, but he didn't have a lot of wins, did he? Towards the end, and I'd I'd, I'd say he's just a, a bit below. 
I reckon, yeah, shade below. Yeah. So, again, my rounding is a factor here. I've got 38% as well for Mick, which is the same as I've got for Jim. But we're talking noise, that's the difference there. Um, and we'll end with the aforementioned Paul Hurst, higher or lower than 38%. Can anyone remember what his win ratio was? Well, it's yes. one, in, one in 16, isn't it? Six point six seven percent rounded up to a nice round seven percent. Don't give him seven. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't deserve doesn't, a seven. Even it's his Paul Lambert, birthday. Paul Lambert would have been not much above seven percent until this season started. Yeah, have you got? Do you, I haven't got that one. Do you know what it is at the moment? Start. Well, it's thirty-five oh. games last year, nine this year. Didn't four, he? Didn't you say that he just wins. got surpassed Paul Jewell? Was that? 40, was that ten wins in forty-five? Is that lost oh, ten, ten wins in forty league matches. Yeah. Um, so his loss percentage is better than Paul George's. Twenty five percent. Yeah, he's 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 boosted at the last few weeks. There we go. Yeah. Pop, yeah. Well, um again, another classic play your stats right there where um everyone knows the answer. <laughs> I need to try much harder. Um gents, I like to call it I like to call it sorry. You know, some people, if if they're a lawyer, you know, you can only call yourself a lawyer if you've if you've got a particular qualification. I don't like the fact that you're calling this play your stats right when you're just, you know, not even going to more than one decimal point. Can you just call it play your numbers right, or just write write a couple of numbers on a piece right, of paper I, and turn it into a competition? So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not saying that I'm playing my stats wrong? Stat? Is that what you're saying? You calling well, me out on the pod? I I I, th- I think particularly in 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 this game, if we are going to go down there, I think in the, in this game you kind of you know you muddied the waters particularly. You know, <laughs> Paul, Paul Hurst seven percent was no nowhere near. Roy <laughs> Keane and Paul Jewell are the same, which isn't which isn't right. So, well, making his last appearance on the Blue Monday podcast, that's <laughs> when the renegades that one. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes. <laughs> no, I've enjoyed that, gents. I've got a question for you. Is this the first time that this configuration of the two of you? With our host has happened. Am I am I fortunate to be doing this experimental front we've two? It. We've done it as a four, haven't you we? You've done the quad we've pod. Awesome, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, all right. Have you I'm ever? Sure there you go. Well, there, I'm I'm pleased to have brought this partnership together. I think it was a very enjoyable show. One hour, over an hour and fifty minutes, an hour or more of football conversation. Um, let me quickly do some plugs. Um, you can find um, our channel at Blue Monday ITFC on Twitter. Um, at Benjamin Bloom, I think, is the channel on YouTube where you can find all of our stuff, as well as his brilliant match day experiences, his match reviews, his preview shows, and some of his Ipswich Town videos as well. And um, gents, where can we find you on Twitter, Joe? Your two accounts. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really on it that much on at Joe Fairs at the moment, but I'm still tweeting at ITFC underscore Academy. And you're on Instagram as well, if or do you want to publicise that? It's just at Joe Fairs. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find because there's not many Joe Fairs is about. Stat, where can we find your Paul Hurst birthday gif thread? At, at Chomp, at Chomp X3. Um, but yeah, the thing I wanted to plug is that uh, myself and... Uh, DD, who's who's left me again, who's is in the states. We've we've already started compiling a list of games. So finally, this week in ITFC history, hopefully, will be recorded by this time next week. Oh, magic! Yeah, there you go, Jules and ITFC clan. You can our two fans set your will be happy. Yeah, ah, so yeah. uh, it's the funniest show that I listen to of of all we do. It's the one where the banter is the best, I think. You and you and Dave, it's a good partnership. The two well, statesmen of the pod. It would be wrong of me to. Well, no, it wouldn't be wrong of me to plug plug my own my, not my own show. Sorry, I'm get sorry, Dave. You know, mine <laughs> my show. show um, is, but I, I still I still listen to the the previous uh, shows, and I've got to say, actually, they 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 make me laugh out loud. So what does that mean? Brilliant. There you go. Well, the similarly brilliant um, Ben Bloom and Mikey Penty Smith. 
along with a less to a less extent Coventry supporting Ipswich uh, Richard Woodward will be on the flagship show on Sunday so tune in then um gents I'll let you have I'll let you have a last word each um I'm seeing it with stat above Joe in my Skype call so stat for last word from you and then Joe you can have the last word of the show if uh, if you're a Coventry fan is Amy a Leeds fan Joe <laughs> no comment <laughs> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.